Hello and welcome to another episode of the Chris Terrell Podcast. If you're new here, my name is Chris Terrell. After a lifetime of battling my weight with constant yo-yo dieting up and down, I finally decided that I had had enough and I decided to change my life and I lost 125 pounds in the process of doing so. Took me two and a half years to do that. It was slow, it was steady. There was a lot of mistakes in the process and I wanted to share as much as I've learned with you. So join me here every Friday for a new episode of the Chris Terrell Podcast. And with that, let's jump into it today. Today, I want to talk to you about an interesting topic. It's a topic of cheat meals. Cheat meals on a weight loss journey. Have you ever thought about cheat meals? I'm actually asked about that a lot. It is not unusual in a live stream for someone to say, hey, what are your thoughts on cheat meals? And I often brush it aside, the answer, because I just don't want to talk about it at length on a live stream. And uh, But I thought, you know, why don't we take a podcast episode and really dig in to cheat meals and why I don't like them and why I don't think you should either. But I don't want you just to take me at face value here. I, I do not want you to do that. What I want you to do is to just come into the, this podcast episode with an open mind. Just say, you know what? I'm not going to make any decisions or any conclusions. I'm just going to hear the guy out. And then after I've done hearing him, I'll decide what I think then. I want you to come to your own conclusion. Take the bits that work for you and discard the rest. That was something one of my mentors told me. He said, look, if I ever say something that just doesn't work for you, don't throw out the other five bits that do. Just take those five and discard the ones that don't. It's not going to offend me any. And I'm here to tell you the same thing. If you take some piece of what I share, I'm like, that doesn't work for me. And discard it. It's not going to offend me. Totally okay. I'm just honored I was able to help you with the two or three bits that did help you on your journey. Now, before I dive too deep into the topic, you know what I'm about to tell you. You need to come join my Facebook group if you're not already in a part a part of that group. It's a wonderful group. Well, over 3,000 people at this point now, and it's growing every single week. And I would be honored if you would come join me over there. Share a little bit about your story. Engage with others. And for those of you that are already in the pod, in the Facebook group that listen to the podcast, thank you. I'm so glad you're there. I'm glad you're there helping others. And I'm glad that you're putting yourself into a position where you're going to hear some good things from me and others around you to help you on your weight loss journey. Immersion really is the key. And surrounding yourself with like-minded individuals is going to be a big help. You can find a link to that Facebook group in the show notes of the podcast. Or you can go to ChrisTerrellCoaching.com, click on free content in the navigation, There'll be a direct link to it right there. Love to see you over there. Okay. Cheat meals. Here, I'm going to go and just give you the, the, the I'm just going to cut right to the chase why I don't like the term cheat meals. The reason why I don't like the term cheat meals is because it implies that I'm doing something wrong by having food. And this stands in direct contradiction to the mindset that I have chosen to adopt, which is that there are no good foods and there are no bad foods. There are just foods. Let me explain a little bit what I mean by that. I don't like the phrase food is fuel. I like to think of food as a tool. So if my if I pull up to a mechanic shop and I have, um, let's say, a flat tire and I see the mechanic coming up to my car with the gauge for checking the Freon pressure in my engine, it's a perfectly fine tool, but we need a tire pressure gauge. That's not the right tool for the job. And that's how I look at food. Food is there to do a job. It's there to get make something happen. And, and sometimes that job is to celebrate. Sometimes that job is to have cake on my birthday. Sometimes that job is to 
Take your special someone out for a dinner on your anniversary and enjoy a nice piece of cake. Sometimes that is the job of the food. Sometimes the job of the food is just to be fuel. You wake up in the morning, you're in a hurry to get to work, and you just got to get something in, get it down so you can get on about your day. So you heat up a little cup of oatmeal and you just move on because it just it's it's fuel at that point. Tastes fine enough. Sure, there's better foods, but that one's fine. That's the philosophy I chose to adopt. And so when I think of a cheat meal, it implies that I'm doing something that is bad. Well, I, my, my whole philosophy around weight loss is to get away from good and bad. Not thinking in terms of absolutes that way. Because I don't, I don't believe shame has any place in a weight loss journey. And I wanted to figure out, though, how to lose weight and keep it off. That was really, really important to me that I figured that out. And I realized I, I'm, I can't ask myself to never eat cake again. Now, I'm going to use the word cake throughout this episode as just the, the stand-in food for whatever the bad food is, that food you would cheat with. So just it, it just means whatever it is. So I'm just saying cake, just think of cheat food. So if you've decided you want to have cake and it is bad to have it, but you know you're going to have it sometimes, that means every time you have it, it's bad. And in your head, you might be doing something like, well, what kind of people do bad things, bad people? Now that aside, we've got to get, I, I just don't, I never wanted to put myself in that position. So, I'm, so I thought, to the old phrase, how can I eat my cake and have it too? How can I have these foods that are quote unquote bad and still lose weight? See, therein was the big difference. Cheating, as I often described it and understood it in the past, meant I'm going to intentionally do something that helps me not reach my goals. Oh, I've celebrated my achievement over here. Let's go set back myself over there. Like that's how it sounds in my head when I think in terms of cheat meals. And I just didn't like that at all. And I also was like, this has got to be sustainable, right? Like I, I can't have entire whole food groups just off limits. I can't have just entire experiences deemed to never being able to do them. I love going to the movies. I, lo I don't go as much as I used to. I'm a lot pickier about it now, but I love the experience of going. And let me tell you, some foods, some, some movies, they, they, need, they need a bucket of popcorn. I mean, in my opinion, I know that's just a belief that I have chosen to believe, but, you know, I've just decided I'm going to believe that, that some, not all, just some movies... I want a popcorn with. I just went and saw Avatar again. It's now my third re-release. I've seen it on. I'm really excited about the next one. And I wanted to go see it. And it's a really long movie. And I thought, well, you know, I'm just going to not eat a ton for lunch. And I'm just going to have me some popcorn. You know, because I, I want to have some. And I ate a bunch. And it felt terrible. And I regretted that decision the rest of the night. But it's fine. I knew what I was getting into. And I'm probably not going to have popcorn for a long time. I'll just keep reminding myself how terrible it felt. Because I don't do it very often. I can only think of three times this whole year I went and just had a lot of popcorn at a movie. Because I wanted to do it sometimes. But now I'm asking myself the question, how do I lose weight and have movie theater popcorn? How do I maintain my weight and have movie theater popcorn? Cake. Whatever it might be. How do I do that? In the past, I was never asking myself that question because the way I was losing weight was by giving up these foods. And I believed, erroneously, but I believed that not eating these foods is what was making me lose weight. 
I was just in a caloric deficit. That's why I lost weight in the past. I just didn't understand that. But now I understand that. Now I know that it doesn't really matter where the calories come from for the most part, okay? I know some of that's going around the internet and some people are like, yeah, but this, yeah, but that. Y'all, we're talking about fringe stuff. The vast majority of it just doesn't matter. My issue was I just wanted to have stuff all the time. I didn't ever want to tell myself no. And so I had to have cheat meals. And so I instead looked at it as if I'm going to have cake, I'm just going to own the choice. I'm just going to say I want to have it. And then I'm going to take responsibility for it. And I'm going to have it. Now, there's a fine line, I believe, between having responsibility for your food and your exercise and earning your food. I don't believe in earning food. As in, oh, I went and worked out for 300 calories. Now I get to go have a cookie. I don't believe in that. That's silly. What I'm talking about is if I know I'm about to take in an intense amount of energy, a huge amount in one sitting, I also might as well go expend an intense amount of energy. I'm not looking for a one-to-one trade-off here. I'm just looking to expend more. This is why like on Thanksgiving Day, I go on a big run. It's why turkey trots are a big deal. It's why a lot of runners go run on holidays because we know we're going to eat a lot. So if we're going to go and take take in a bunch of energy, let's go expend a bunch of energy. Let's put that energy to good use. It works the other way. If I know I'm going to go run a marathon, I'm going to start eating a lot more the week of because I need that energy in my body. I need all of my glycogen stores topped off. So I start eating at a surplus to make sure that I am maxed out several days before the race. I take responsibility for my food choices. So when I want to go to the movies and have an entire tub of popcorn, I take responsibility for it. What does that mean? In my case, that means sometimes I skip dinner. Sometimes I decide my thousand calories of popcorn is going to be my dinner. Yes, I know I'm going to regret this after, but it's like three times a year. It's not that big a deal. I also know if I'm going to go have a cheeseburger, I don't also have to go max out the sides and max out the drink and then max it out with a dessert. I can say, what is the purpose of the treat tonight? I'm like, the purpose is the cheeseburger. So I'll have a cheeseburger and then I'll go reasonable on the sides and I'm still not going to get a dessert. I just work it in. One time on my journey, I wanted to have pizza and I had learned about calorie cycling and that it's calories per week, not calories per day. And so I decided to eat less throughout the week, make sure not to skip any of my workouts, and then not eat a lot on Saturday. And when I say not eat a lot, as in like I just stayed on the low end of my calorie deficit window. And then on Sunday, I didn't eat breakfast. I ate way, little, if anything, for lunch. And then I had an entire medium pizza and some wings from Domino's. And I still lost weight. It worked out just fine because I took responsibility for it. There were countless times over the last many years where I've unexpectedly needed to take in a bunch of food. And the way I just took responsibility for it was like, all right, I'll throw in an extra workout this week and give up a snack. Like, hey, it's just I'm shuffling the food around. It's no big deal. It's really not a problem. Because I didn't think of it in terms of cheating. It was just a choice. It's a math equation. I got the scales out of balance. Let me just bring them back into balance. I do the same thing with my money. 
If I look like I'm spending too much, I then start spending less and cutting back somewhere. If my income dips, I go and adjust spending. If my income spikes, I go ahead and adjust spending accordingly. It's the same with food and energy expenditure. And the beauty of it is because you have so much calories to play with in the course of a week, even at a deficit, if you just say no a handful of times throughout the week, you can say yes to the things that you actually want. What happens on weight loss is we want to use these cheat meals a lot of times so that we can have some of the, the bullcrap food that we know we wouldn't, we would never really want to say yes to. It's something our old life doesn't want to let go of. Look, I'm just going to tell you, a McDonald's cheeseburger is just objectively not a great cheeseburger. If you want a burger, go get a better one. There's lots out there that are way better, including other fast food joints. One of the things that helped me, I was talking to a client about this one actually just today. It really helped me with my food in this regard, by the way, with this, this urge to cheat, is I started telling myself, I'm going to actually become a food snob now. I used to think I was a foodie. No, I wasn't a foodie. I'd eat all sorts of subpar crap. I started thinking to myself, you know what? Some food is just beneath me. It's just not worth me eating. So now I'll go like have a taste of a piece of cake. And I'm like, oh, it's grocery store sheet cake that's three days old. I am, no, I'm better than this. That is not worth the calories. Go have a little piece of um, cinnamon roll. I'm like, oh, it's the kind that's got orange mixed with it. Gosh, I don't like that. I'm not eating that. And just push that aside. When Otherwise, I'd have totally eaten it before. Go get some ice cream. No, this isn't good ice cream. Like, and when I say not good, I just remind myself, if I'm going to have it, I want to have the best I can get my hands on. That's the way I like to do it. And so when I took this philosophy, I'm like, I don't cheat. I just plan. Then I started to actually plan. And because it wasn't last minute, sometimes I would be planning for a month for a certain dessert, looking carefully at which one do I want to have. So I know this is exactly what I want and I want it to taste like this. It's awesome. It's fun. I'd go on vacation and plan out my desserts because I'm like, I get three and they're worked in. Now let's plan. And now there's one final reason why I went through all of this. It's because I discovered a, a secret, y'all. And many of y'all don't know about this secret. And, and I'm here to tell it to you. So coming close. Come, you already got me in your ear. I guess you can hear me. All right. So the secret is this. Guilt-free chocolate is incredible. It tastes so good. Oh my gosh, it's so good. I was sitting in my apartment. And earlier in the year, on Easter, I had been given a bunch of chocolate. And I didn't know what to do with it. I was moving at the same time. And I didn't throw it away because it just... I don't know why I didn't throw it away. I'm not like a huge chocolate person. And maybe that's why, because I just thought I could control myself around it. I mean, clearly I could, because anyway, it ended up in a cabinet in my condo. So we're now months later. I like opened this cabinet that I never opened. I was like, oh, those are there. Okay, neat. And I closed it. Didn't think anything of it. And then later, I was like, you know, I want some chocolate. I just decided I wanted some. And I looked at my calories for the day. This is at a time when I was diligently recording. I was like, I got like 300 calories left over and I'm not even a little bit hungry. I'm going to go have some chocolate. And so I'm like, how much can I have? I'd never actually looked. And I go and I get the bunny and I'm like, well, how much would I want to eat is what I looked at. So I'm like, well, I'd love to just eat the ears, like the ears of this bunny. I'll bet it'll taste amazing. So I just break the ears off out of context. This sounds funny. Um, and I just set it on the scale and I waited. And then I went and looked at the label and I looked it up. And I'm like, wow, that's only like 
like 170, 200 ish calories. I was like, I can have all that and I'll still have about a hundred calories left over. I'm having this chocolate. So I went and I took that piece of chocolate. I wrapped the rest of it up and I put it away. Um, and I go and I sit down on the couch and I just take a small bite. And I was like, wow, this is really good. And I'm like, and, and I ate it and I just nibbled on it and I savored every delicious teeny bite. It was so good. I mean, I, I just savored that bunny ear and, and I noticed something. I was like, I don't feel even the little teeniest, tiniest bit of guilt. No shame in the slightest. I don't regret this decision now. I know I'm not going to regret it tomorrow. I'm not going to regret it ever. Y'all, it's been years. I still don't regret it. In fact, I'm glad I did it. I had that chocolate because it proved to me I can just have some chocolate and it's okay. I'm not going to get fat because I had chocolate. <laughs> like It's not going to, it's okay. And I was so excited. I'm like, I'm going to do this again. So I went to the bag. I went and got me a Ziploc bag. I decided which chocolate I'm going to keep. I looked at it. I'm like, all right, this is the good chocolate. This is the shitty chocolate. And I threw that stuff away. And I took the good chocolate and I put it inside of a bag. And I made sure to tear the nutrition labels off of the of the boxes because, you know, the bunny ears come in a box and they're in tinfoil. So I tore off the uh, nutrition label and I stuck that in there. That way I would always know what the weight and the calories are. And I just tucked it in my cabinets. Now, y'all. I knew it was there and I'd had some and I'm a smart person and you're a smart person. So you're going to, if you're going to mirror me, you're going to do what I did. You're going to take that and not put it where you can just walk into the kitchen and get to it because that'd be silly because you would just get it easily. You're going to do what I did. You're going to go to the top shelf and put it behind something. I went a step further and it needed a stepladder and it kept a stepladder in a closet on the balcony. So it was like a gigantic pain in the ass to get to it. That's what you're going to do. You're going to put your, your sneak food somewhere hard to get to. All right, to slow you down. And y'all, I had that chocolate. I ate that entire bunny over the course of like six months or something like that. The whole thing. Every now and then, they'd be like, oh, how many cows? I got 350. I'm going to have me some chocolate and I can go have some. I was like, oh, this is so good. And then next Easter, I went and bought myself a bunny and I ate the whole thing the, over the course of a year. And it was the best. I loved it. I just chipped away at it. Anytime I wanted a little bit of chocolate. Because I realized a lot of times that's all I wanted. I just wanted a little. But if I was over here cheating, I am robbing myself of delicious, delectable, delightful, guilt-free chocolate. Now, if this is what I did. This works for me. If you have decided that you want to still use the term cheat meals... Bless you. Go have fun. Just know, I think that you're doing it the hard way. And I want to do it the easy way. And I think this sets you up for maintenance. All right, everybody. Have a wonderful weekend. If you like the podcast, make sure you're in the Facebook group. Every Monday, I do a live stream to kick off the week, give you a pep talk, get you pumped up, ready to go. Um, I'm actually starting next month. I'm doing my my uh, my schedule I think those are actually might go to a, a standard, a standard time, those uh, weekly lives. So stay tuned. I'll let you know about that. I'm working on some things uh, with the membership. As I keep teasing over the next couple of weeks, I'm going to be releasing way more information. I'm about ready to start giving you the details. So I'm very excited about this. Um, don't give up on your dreams. Keep going. Don't ever stop. Look, hard things are hard. 
but you can do the hard things. Those moments where you want to quit, where you're just like, this isn't worth it. Just look at yourself in the mirror and say, it is worth it. And I can do it. And I'm not going to stop. You've come so far already. Do not give up on yourself. It's worth it. All the effort is worth it. And I'll see you on the other side of your journey. And I'll see you next week on the Chris Sharp Podcast.